started. Welcome to the Financial Purpose Podcast. All opinions expressed by me or guests of the podcast are solely our own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Life Moves Wealth Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for any financial or investment decisions. Clients of Life Moves Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. Hello, I'm your host, Dale Schaefer, and here's another great episode starting now. Let's go. And welcome to the Financial Purpose Podcast. This is episode 28. Today, I want to talk about becoming a one percenter. And I'm not talking about when I say one percent, what I don't mean is the highest earning bracket for taxes in this country, although that could be a goal for some of you. That's fine. Uh, and I'm also not talking about that particular motorcycle club, which I probably can't talk about anyway on this podcast. But when I talk about becoming a one percenter, what I'm talking about is uh, a method in business called the Kaizen method. And if you're not familiar with it, it's actually something that Toyota made uh, quite famous. And actually, it's kind of the core of their operating procedure. It's it's a Japanese word that means improvements and it was used largely after World War II to help rebuild the Japanese economy. Uh, and I'm going to read to you what Kaizen is. And this is from uh, Wikipedia, so you can look this up as well. But it is a concept referring to business activities that continuously improve all functions and involve all employees from the CEO all the way to the assembly line workers. It applies to processes such as purchasing and logistics uh, across organizational boundaries and even into the supply chain. It's been applied in healthcare, psychotherapy, life coaching, government manufacturing, banking, and even at Life Moves Wealth. It's a part of the financial planning process, in fact. By improving standardized programs and processes, Kaizen aims to eliminate waste and redundancies. We would call that lean manufacturing, or you may have heard of Six Sigma. It's kind of all in there. Um, and as I said, it was first practiced in Japanese businesses after World War II. And uh, most notably, it's part of the Toyota way. It's spread throughout all the world and it's become applied to environments outside of business and productivity. Uh, the Toyota system, in fact, how they use Kaizen is uh, all of their individuals on the assembly line are expected to stop the production from moving in any case where they see an abnormality. And along with their supervisor, they can suggest an improvement to resolve that abnormality or structural flaw or some other design issue. Um, and that may initiate what we call a, a Kaizen. And so it delivers small improvements, continually aligned small improvements. It yields large results in terms of overall improvement and productivity. And the cool thing about Kaizen is that it, it takes a large scale, uh, an extensive schedule and project planning, and it actually moves it down into smaller experiments, which allows you to make more rapid improvements than when you try to turn the big organization, right? It's like the the whole thing where if you're going to try to turn uh, a large ship, a cruise ship, it's going to take you some time. You can't just whip it around. And that's what we're talking about with Kaizen. And that's what I mean by 1% because the Kaizen method is often associated with making just 1% improvements along the way. 
Now, you may be asking, how in the world does that even apply to personal finance and a larger uh, financial purpose? Now, I said a few minutes ago that the Kaizen method is actually a backstop for how I approach financial planning. So I guess maybe the easiest way to explain how it applies is to talk about pain. And based on my brief research and personal experience, there are all sorts of factors that influence pain tolerance. And that includes things like your age and your gender. And I'm talking male and female in this case. Sorry. I, uh, side note, like I'm almost even, I was almost even afraid to say that because I don't want to get canceled. But that's what I mean by this medically speaking. Um, there you go. Level of, of athleticism, genetics, and even your hair color which may not apply to me directly, but apparently that's a factor. Um, few people can tolerate pain for an extended period of time, and few people can really tolerate financial pain for any period of time, certainly not an extended period of time. And so with that said, let me ask you a question. Right now, as you're hearing these words, are you where you want to be financially? And everyone I talk to probably says no. And I mean everyone, all of my clients, prospective clients, friends, neighbors, networking partners, everybody, everybody wants to be in a different spot financially. Heck, even five-year-olds want more money. Uh, in fact, uh, throughout the summer, it's been quite warm here in Arizona and uh, a, lot of, a lot of afternoons in a little shaded part uh, right where you exit our neighborhood, uh, there have been young kids sitting out there selling lemonade, and uh, and I stop every time because the lemonade is lemonade, but it's just so cool to see little kids out there trying to earn money pouring lemonade. So everybody wants money, and everybody has some form of financial pain. Now, financial pain varies. The degree and the level varies all over the wealth spectrum, whether you have just enough money to pay everything and save a little bit versus if you have so much money that you can spend it and it doesn't even matter, you're, you're going to have some kind of financial pain. And it's caused by things like earning less than you want. That's always a big one. Uh, carrying credit card balances that you don't want to carry and not being able to get rid of them. Wanting to buy a house, but you're locked out due to higher prices and higher interest rates at the same time. Maybe you've missed out on an investment opportunity. Maybe you're tired of working for somebody else. Maybe you're concerned that you didn't save enough for retirement and now you're worried about running out of money. Maybe you're a business owner, you need to hire another person for your business, but you don't have the revenue uh, or you're not ready to release the revenue. Maybe you want to sell your business, but you aren't prepared. You don't have a buyer. You don't know what the business is worth and you don't even know if you can even sell it. And if you're feeling pain from more than one or maybe two of those things right now, you may have trouble seeing a path forward that makes any sense at all. Because when it comes to improving your finances, you'd love to do that with a bulldozer. Uh, you don't want to do it just bucket by bucket uh, in a shovel. You want to clear it out right away, start over on fresh ground, easy peasy, just run it over, be done with it. But it doesn't work. Um, and for most people, the only pathways to do that when it is to take a bulldozer approach, and that's either to somehow get a windfall uh, or to declare bankruptcy. And both of those things can be financially devastating 
for most people. So a more effective way that I've found to get where you want to be financially, physically, relationally, emotionally, professionally, literally anywhere where you want to see improvement is by initiating a Kaizen on your life. And by the way, all of those areas, financial, physical relationships, emotional control, your profession, those are all directly correlated to each other. The more financial stress you're under, the less effective you're going to be in those areas. And that's just, that's just true. That's, that's basic psychology. And in fact, staying in a state of constant pain is absolutely destructive because your pain tolerance will eventually weaken and the side effects of that will show up everywhere else in your life. And on the flip side, the side effects of financial success also show up everywhere in your life. And that's the direction that we wanted to be headed. And, and I'm not, I want to be clear here. I'm not trying to say that pain is a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. I mean, no pain, no gain, right? That, that's been in gyms for, I don't know, a hundred years. In fact, I'm a big fan of building resilience through adversity. And that's the, the pain for the gain, but I'm not a fan of constantly facing adversity, but never making improvements in the situation. And so this is where initiating a Kaizen on your life, particularly your financial life, comes in. We're talking about small improvements, actually as small as about 1% at a time. And it's simply the choice, the commitment to take continuous steps in the direction of where you're trying to go every single day. And for people who have financial pain, these changes, when we're talking about 1% change, it doesn't come fast. It doesn't come easy. There's no magic pill. And hoping to win the lottery or something like that really isn't the ticket. No pun intended. Speaking of the lottery, have you ever noticed how much money some people absolutely waste on lottery tickets and things like that when if they just took that same $20 a day or $50 a week, or whatever amount of money it is, and instead just started using that exact same amount of money to slowly improve their financial situation, they would be miles ahead over time, right? If you compound that $20 a day on the scratcher tickets or the $50 a week, you know, at the casino, which is never $50 at a casino or anything else where you're gambling or 50-50s or whatever, I mean, you're going to put more money in because when the pocket's bigger, uh, you want to increase your odds. And so you're going to try to put more into it. And it just, it just doesn't work. And the problem is, is that the operative word is slow. Slowly. Slow is the operative word. Nobody wants to patiently go through the process of improving. Never. Especially when it comes to our money and our financial lives. But I'm here to tell you that's exactly the only way that it works. A properly structured diet. Ask any dietitian, ask any uh, fitness instructor. A properly structured diet or fitness routine, they're not supposed to work in two weeks. You're not supposed to see results instantly. Um, you might start to feel better in two weeks, and maybe you start to see some results in a month, but it takes time and consistency so really see the real results that you're trying to get. And even when you get those results, you can't quit at the point of results. In the very first episode of the Financial Purpose Podcast, I talked about set point theory, which states, and I'm going to read 
Um, our bodies have a preset weight baseline hardwired into our DNA. And according to this theory, our weight and how much it changes from that set point might be limited. The theory says some of us have higher weight set points than others, and our bodies fight to stay within those ranges. So improving your fitness and your weight, effectively lowering your set point, requires a commitment of time and exercise. And it takes time. The reason why time is important is because your body has to adjust and then reprogram. And if you try to go too fast, or if you quit in the middle of your progress, your body and your weight will just bounce right back to where you started. It very much follows the psychology of money, and it, it's how money works. It takes time and discipline and commitment to improve your financial state. So how are you doing so far? Time and commitment, are those things that you're willing to do? Or are they things that you struggle with? Is it just too much to think about? Well, if you're ready and you want to initiate a Kaizen on your financial life, here's five easy steps for reaching $1 million in just 30 days. I'm just kidding. But seriously, here's how you do it. And it's almost identical to the financial planning process that I use. As I said, this is how I deliver financial advice. There are five steps to get started. These are very, very easy. You can write these down. The first one is decide what you want to do in the first place. And most importantly, no, let me go back. Before you decide what you want to do, you need to know why it is that you want to do it. Start with your purpose or read Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. Start with why this thing, whatever it is financially, is important to you. You have to know that because that is the driving purpose in Life Moves Wealth. We call it the financial purpose. It's why you'll continue to make the choices that you want to make and need to make to get to where you're trying to go. You have to have a good enough reason because if your reason's not strong, you will stop. You will stop doing it. You'll get lazy about it. You'll say, ah, I, I can do this other thing for this period of time. It's not a big deal. And it is always a big deal. It always takes you off course. So start with why, know your purpose. Second, this is where you write down specifically what it is that you're trying to accomplish. So maybe it's something like save $20,000 or pay off $10,000 of debt or increase 401k contributions to 10% of my pay or hire one more employee. Whatever the goal is, write it down. So you have your purpose and now you have what it is that you're trying to do. The third step is to write down your intended time frame. Is it 90 days? Is it six months? Is it by the end of 2023? Is it Two years from now, whatever the time frame is, this is how long you intend to reach your results. And really, you might want to give yourself a little bit more time than you think, because all of us who are ambitious, myself included, we think we can do things much faster and reach certain points much quicker than we truly can because the way life works. But write it down. My intended time frame is this. So. You have your purpose, 
you have what you're trying to accomplish, you have your time frame, and now step four is to write down, again, writing down. There, there's a lot of science in the act of writing something down. It will make it more likely that you'll commit to it when you write it down. Just saying something often just puts it into the ether and then you go away from it and you forget about it. Write it down so that way you know what to do and then it's easier to track what you've done once you write it down. So step four, write down or you can aggregate in an app. There's all kinds of apps to help you do this. Get an inventory of your entire financial life. And what I mean by that is write down every dollar that you earn, every dollar that you spend, every dollar that you owe to somebody else, every dollar that you save. And then probably you want to do that on a monthly basis just for ease of operations and planning. And uh, smaller numbers are just much easier to work with than big annual numbers. So write it down on a monthly basis. Every dollar you earn, every dollar you spend, every dollar you owe to somebody else, and every dollar that you save. Get an inventory and write it down. So now you have your purpose. You know what you want to accomplish. You've set your time frame. You've done your financial inventory. And then the fifth step and the final way to get started is once you have everything in front of you, and now that it's organized because you've taken your inventory, Choose your starting point and just make the commitment and get started. That can be as simple as saying, beginning this pay period, I will pay an extra $100 every month or every pay period to this particular debt. Now, when it comes to debt, and especially with credit cards, there's often a lot of back and forth about should you start with the highest interest credit cards? If you have multiple, should you start with the one with the smaller balance? Just start. Just pick pick your direction. Which one do you want to accomplish first? And just start. Maybe it's easier for you to say, I'm just going to start with the one that has the smallest balance. So then when I pay that off, I can take that money and then pay off the one with the higher interest and the work backwards. It doesn't matter how you do it. Just start. Just do something. Just do it. Could be something like today I will increase, I will go, I will log in to my 401k system and I will increase my contribution to 10%. Done. It's just done. And then next year I'm going to increase it to 12%. Write it down and do it. Could be something like every week I will add $50 to my investment account or $200 to my investment account, whatever it is. Just do it. And I highly recommend automating all of it. It's a little life hack that I use personally. It actually helps you get into the habit of directing money to various places. Um, it's kind of like a glorified envelope system. It's actually very much in line with the profit first method. And if you're not familiar with the profit first method, let's talk, especially if you're a business owner. It definitely can be helpful to you and to your cash flow. So it's very easy. It's a tactic to keep your cash flow flowing at all times. And uh, personally, like I said, I use it every week. I have a certain amount of money that goes into various certain uh, savings account. It moves from my checking account. It goes to my investment account, different savings accounts. Um, some of them are for to aggregate savings and some of them are just holding accounts. And so those holding accounts can be very important for larger expenses or planned things like maybe your housing payments or your car payments, or like in business, I have a holding account for eventual taxes that I'll need to pay. 
Um, the purpose for those accounts is to aggregate the amount of money that you're going to need, and then it empties out and starts over. It's not supposed to be a place where you hold cash and let cash grow. It's simply a in and out kind of account. And I do it. And the reason why it works and the reason why we do it with the profit first method is because it sets aside money that has other purposes so that it's out of the way of accidental spending or any other spending. It just moves it over there. It serves its purpose. And then you do it again. Um, all of your money at all times needs to have a purpose. It needs to have a job because money can either be very, very lazy and just sit around all the time, or it can be your star employee who brings back more dollars every time it goes out. So you need to make sure that your money has a job, has a function, and that, that is a great way to do it. And it's a way to apply the Kaizen method because let's say you have a goal to take your family on vacation next summer, and you know that it's probably going to cost $10,000 to $12,000, depending on what you do and where you go. Now, that can feel like a daunting amount of money for some people, and especially when you think about how in the world are you going to save ten dollars to $12,000 in 12 months or 10 months or whatever your time frame is, um, especially knowing that you're going to have things along the way. You're going to have a birthday that's going to come up. The holidays are right around the corner, it seems. Maybe you're going to need to replace the tires on the car, whatever it is. Something's going to come up. And life will absolutely happen unplanned along the way, which is why you need to control as much of it as you can control. Whatever you can control, control it. Don't let things like this happen to you. And Kaizen is a way to do this. But if you were to break down that goal, that ten to 12000 it becomes more realistic. So let's say you're going to need to create enough cash flow to generate, you know, approximately an extra or an available, maybe it's not even extra, maybe it's just making it available, $800 to $1,000 per month. Could you do that? How about $200 to $300 per week? How could you make that work? You start to figure out how to solve that problem. When you figure out how to solve that problem, what you're actually doing is solving the much larger goal. And you're taking small incremental steps toward it. So no matter what your goal is, Following the five steps that I shared a few minutes ago and then making the commitment to start is the only way to make improvements. And the nice thing about improvements is that along the way, you can halt the progress, take an inventory of what's happening and adjust your approach or adjust the method or adjust what you're doing and how much you're doing it and how often you're doing. You can make those changes, but you just need to get started before it can start rolling down the assembly line and, and being productive. And the key is, and this is true for anything, um, it's just like your marriage and it's just like your career and it's just like your job as a parent. You have to wake up every single morning and recommit to doing it. That's the only way it works. You have to be an active participant in these things, in your relationships, in the way that your money works, and it requires an everyday commitment. You have to stick with it. And guys, it's 1% at a time. Those results, that 1%, it will absolutely compound. And if you commit and you do it, you're going to turn around a year from now. You're going to be able to see the progress that you've made. I promise. 
waiting until this one thing happens or until the holidays pass or until you get through this next thing, that that mindset is going to be the enemy of you getting the progress and you arriving at where you're trying to go. So start today, make the commitment. And when you wake up tomorrow morning, make the commitment again and just keep doing it. It's 1%. 1%. That's it. So if you have questions or you would like help initiating a Kaizen in your financial life or in your business, I'd love to talk to you. You can send an email to info at lifemoveswealth.com. We'll get started and we'll do it together 1% at a time. And we'll track it and we'll monitor the progress and you'll be much, much further ahead than where you are now. 1%, 1% a day, 1% at a time, continuous improvement. It works. That's it. That's what I have. And uh, until next time, take care. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Learn more about your financial purpose at lifemoveswealth.com. 